Alright, today we have Taxis Chronicles and I'm your host Simon Rushton. We have a teacher in the back of the vehicle who's going to tell us what it's like to be a teacher in the coronavirus era and just generally listen to what he has to say. You okay? Yeah. Okay, so what's a typical day as a teacher now? In like you're still going to school, the virus is around. Yeah. What's it like? Um. Well, it's. Well, first of all, the school school is really empty. Like compared to a usual day, where kids are running around and you know working. Um. Yeah, it's really empty and it's really weird. But you know, you still have to go in. There's still kids to teach, and um, how's yeah. it? How's it weird? Um, weird in a sense, like on a normal school day, you you always seeing students about in the corridors or going to lesson or whatnot. But now it's like, well, at my school there's loads of classrooms, but. At the moment, there's maybe what two, three classrooms in use. Are they, it's basically like a like a ghost town. Are they much, are yeah. they full classrooms? Are they full classes? Uh, I'd say about yeah, pretty much, pretty much full classes, yeah. And are these students who are like what Boris says the special? Um, what he said, he used a word saying like basically. Vulnerable students. Are yeah, they vulnerable yeah. So, so kids who are uh, vulnerable, so kids who don't get uh, pack uh, lunches at home, and uh, kids who are whose parents are key workers as well. So, how do these students feel, or are they aware that the government has said you can only come to school if your parents are a key worker or you're vulnerable? Because if your parent is not a nurse, a dustman, or your policeman, or something like that. Mm. You're gonna know you're one of these vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I think uh, the kids are quite happy actually because they get to see their friends. Or well, most of them get to see their friends, and uh, I think some of the kids were saying if they were at home, they'd pretty much be bored really apart from doing homework and stuff but they'd be bored you know I mean it wouldn't be the same talking to your friend on FaceTime or online compared to when you would see them face to face so some of them are, are quite happy to actually be with their friends for the time that they're at at school okay. does, does any of them have family or have the virus um Thankfully not. Um, they're all safe, you know. That all their families are are safe. So there's, there's not that I know of. There's none of their their family members that have the virus. Are the kids applying with the government recommendations of like washing your hands, sanitizer? Yeah, yeah. They're all wearing masks in the school. They're all um, complying with the rules that we've set out and what the government have set out. So making sure they're washing the hands after going out to play or after going to the toilet. 
it's just and 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 obviously all services are cleaned thoroughly daily and um in terms of the social distancing as well we're trying to keep them into at least groups of two on each table to, to keep them away and not bunch them up too much so they are so you're saying they're in pairs yes instead of being singular they're in pairs but yes but between the pairs there's two meters there's at least yeah so they'll be like okay on either side of a, a table which is about two meters or so yeah and do, do they um does that work for them do they feel are they uh, do they understand why this is necessary or do they care yeah yeah they um we ex- well the first day we explain it to them and obviously the, some of them have been watching the news to see so they know how serious this uh virus is and how it can uh, impact their health so they 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 yeah they really take it seriously and you know comply by the rules as well So, you're a PE teacher. Yeah. What kind of physical training or teachings do you give? Um, it's mostly game based. So, um, it's mostly games. So, depending on the age group. So the age group that I work with, from 11, 12 ish to the oldest is about 15 um, we try and make make sure that the games that they're playing and that they do are games where they're not as bunched up so they'll be doing it by themselves instead of teamwork games although teamwork games will be better but in this current situation it'll be games where they have to work on their own so there's no football anymore? No, I wouldn't say so, no. No. So what's the game? Did you teach any games today? What game did you teach today? Um, today was more... Uh, well, we're in, we were in the classroom today, actually. So it was more board games, uh, interactive games, where they'd, be, they'd come up and they would pretty much uh, teach, well, the rest of the class what they'd be learning, and stuff like that, yeah. So you say, so PE, just to make sure I understand, yeah, is played as a board game. Yeah. Like Norks and Crosses or Snakes and Ladders. Yeah, yeah. But surely that is closer than if people are playing football and you say everybody has to stay two meters apart, so you pass and you can only intercept the ball when it's being passed do you see what I mean yeah but also I reckon in this case they'd be more um, they wouldn't understand the, the rules of staying away from each other they'd be, they'd be more bunched up in football I reckon because seeing as they're kids they're more susceptible to be tackling and going towards the ball instead of staying away. Oh, are they on autopilot? So yeah, done yeah. Many times before. Oh, yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Okay. Whereas in the classroom, it's more, um, it's more controlled. 
it's, it's more of a controlled environment whereas in football everyone just wants to go to the football and kick it and tackle and stuff like that so do you think the government and this is forgetting about the virus for now do you think the government allows there to be enough PE um, time in schools like when you, in comparison to Australia has it every day every day is a you have an hour of exercise so you install and you get a healthy nation that kind of thing do you think from my understanding yeah. England's one once a week you have PE and I couldn't believe that mm. being ex-military myself yeah, yeah. Um, is that correct once a week for PE in, in well in my well in my school we try and do it twice a week, but I think it should be more, considering they are changing the amount of time you have for break time and lunch time. So I think in break time is maybe 15 minutes, which I don't think is enough. And even when we do PE, the time gets taken out of them getting changed and them lining up. So that's more time out of their actual exercise time that they should be actually doing. So I think, yeah, the government should be allowing more time for kids to be doing PE and to, to exercise, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a release from them being in a classroom for five hours, you know. That one hour, I don't think, is enough for, for them to be, you know, so getting the how often? How often would you recommend? I reckon you could do it three times a week. Three times. Yeah, three times a week would be enough. I See, in my eyes, I would have said, a bit like the military, you bring... Everybody comes to school with their school uniform, but does PE as a massive group. You know, like in China, yeah. where you do all your stretches, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do everything mm-hmm. for half an hour, 15 minutes, running around, blah, 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 and then they all change, and then they off they go. So it's kind of, and they know that that needs to be done first thing in the morning. So they're all vitalized, they get that energy boost, that, what was it, methamorphine or whatever, mm-hmm. it goes around your body and away you go. I think that would be a great idea, but obviously, it's not my, <laughs> it's not my say. I mean... I, I do agree in terms of doing PE early in the morning, but it's just if we have, well, in my school we have four classes, well, eight classes per year group. It's just finding um, the, the, the teachers to accompany that group. Because I think the rule is one teacher per. 30 students or something so it's just finding the amount of teachers to to um get get to to get them you know together what do you see is the future in schooling because clearly there's we're not performing as we could have been in terms of sports yeah yeah um i think it's, i think it's changing I think uh, back in back in the day when I was in school, um, the age group in terms of teacher teacher wise was quite old. We're talking maybe in their 
late 30s, uh, early 40s. But as I was studying, I realised that there's so many younger PE teachers coming through with new ideas. And with their new ideas, uh, I think it will change. It will change the development of kids, of the quality in terms of their performance throughout sports in general. So, yeah, I think it's going to change a lot. It will get better. There will be a lot more kids to source from in terms of, let's say, the Olympics and sports events. They have so many um, opportunities now as well. I mean, I know there's um, so many after-school clubs that they go to. Don't they have that attitude in schools or that system where everybody's a winner? Yes. So that kind of thing, in my eyes, is a big downfall. For example, in Jamaica, where my parents are from, Mm. um, school sports day is a serious thing. Yeah, yeah. No matter how bad your parents are, Mm, mm. every parent turns up for sports day and encourages and pushes their child. And thus, obviously, our performance, as in what we rent the Usain Bolts and stuff. Yeah, yeah is a um, fruits of that mentality and that mindset mm. where you, and then within that you get losers as you get winners yeah. but with everybody's a winner we'll never be at the top as a, as England as a country or Britain as a country mm. I think that, that also has to change as well I mean I know as a well, during primary school, that would be that would be the case. You know, everyone's a winner to kind of keep that inclusion. But in terms of sports, everyone wants. To, everyone, I think everyone, especially if you want to make it, you need to be competitive. You know, you need to have that competitive nature in you to say, you know what, I lost this time, but I'm going to do better. You know, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. You know, that's what the top athletes have. You know, if you look at the, like you said, the Usain Bolts, the Ronaldos in football, in, you know, gymnastics, just everything. They have that mentality of, I'm going to win, no matter what. So, yeah, I, I think that has to change, but I think that has to change as we as they get more serious into the sport that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's been an interesting conversation with you. I thank you for taking this time during this taxi journey. We'll add you to the Taxi Chronicles episodes and we will send you an episode of your episode. <laughs> I look forward to listening. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you.